Amen. I uh, believe with all my heart that this series that I've started on the latter end is prophetic. And, uh, you know, for the sake of time, I'm not going to review, but I'll go through this. And I want you to understand when you come to church, yes, you come to worship, you need to come also to expect to hear from God. And, you know, granted, I've been here a long time, and I I appreciate the fact that you supported Pastor Brad last week. And uh, I heard it was good. And uh, so, you know, things are changing big time in this world, in America, in the church. And we need to be open to transition and change But I've got this message for you, and and it's a good message. And I want to take the time so it gets on the inside of you. And you start to expect that God has great things in store for you and your family and this church. We said that too many Christians are bound by an earthly perspective instead of an eternal perspective or a latter-end perspective. If you're born again, if you're a born-again child of God, then you have a spiritual destiny to fulfill. Say, I have a spiritual destiny to fulfill. Therefore, as a believer, you must have a strong sense of purpose for your life. Too many Christians, too many believers do not have a sense of destiny on the inside of them, that God wants to use them and the gifts that he placed on the inside of them. You have to have that sense of destiny. I, I once you, I'll, I'll say it again, and I said this last time, that Apostle Mike states you must understand the big picture in everything you do. There's a big picture, you know. You, you need to see there's a big picture for your family. There's a big picture for this church. There's a big picture for this city. There's a big picture for this state. There's a big picture for this nation. So don't fail to to realize that, that God wants to use you. Don't be distracted in this hour. It's real easy that you can be distracted. Listen to this scripture. Proverbs 23, 17 says, Let not your heart envy sinners, but continue in the reverent, and worshipful fear of the Lord all the day long. Everyone say all the day long. For surely there is a latter end. Let me say it again. Let not your heart envy sinners, but continue in the reverent and worshipful fear of the Lord all the day long. For surely there's a latter end, a future and a reward, and your hope and expectation shall not be cut off. God has a, has a wonderful end. You, know, you watch movies and it says the end. And we, we want good things at the end. Amen? You know, we want them to ride off on a white horse or whatever. But God has a, a, a latter end for you. You've all had to deal with, with maybe health issues, financial issues, relationships. But if you continue to keep your eyes on God, He has a latter end, and it's a good latter end. So we want to look at what does God's word say about your latter end, and number two, what should the believer's mindset, what should your mindset be 
and your spiritual responsibility be in this in considering this latter end. Now, the first thing I told you is what the Lord promised concerning your latter end. And he says this in Job 8, 7. This is a different translation. Though your start may seem to you quite small and insignificant, but very soon now and very suddenly, you will be propelled by the Lord into a larger and greater sphere of influence. Your start may seem small and insignificant, but very soon now and very suddenly. Do you know God can move suddenly? Yes, he can. You will be propelled by the Lord into a larger and greater sphere of influence. Zechariah 4.10 says, don't despise the day of small beginnings. So maybe you've had a small, insignificant beginning. But that doesn't mean it has to end that way. Because when God says he's going to do something, he's going to do it. Amen. Galatians 6.9 says, let us not lose heart and grow weary and faint in acting nobly and doing right. For in due time and at the appointed season, we shall reap if we do not loosen and relax our courage and faint. And that's the problem. Too many Christians give up. They start, you know, they get born again. They get filled with the Spirit of God. They get on fire for God. But then the the storms of life come, and pretty soon they loosen and relax their courage. They faint and give up. And if you give up and you quit, you're not going to experience the latter-end blessings. I could stand here and tell you, in in 30 years of, of pastoring and being in the ministry, the storms that we've had to deal with, the problems and the circumstances, the situations we've had to deal with. But if you'll continue to weather life's storms, you're going to get to the other side. And the other side is marked big blessings. So today, if you're thinking about quitting, you're, you're thinking, you know, about, you know, just giving up, realize that's the enemy. Just continue to be faithful in the small things. Continue to exercise your faith every day. Do the best that you can, and God will honor that. Amen? Amen. James 5.11 says, we count them blessed to endure. <laughs> we count them what? Blessed to what? Endure. You have to endure. And that's hard for some Christians because they want to quit. Job 42.12 says, now the Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning. See, everyone here has had a beginning. We've become new creatures in Christ. Old things have passed away. Then we start to grow. We go from, you know, one level to the next level spiritually. Like I said, too many quit. And then they wonder why God isn't blessing them. So you have to endure. Say, I must endure. Now, look at Ecclesiastes chapter 7. Ecclesiastes chapter 7. You young people here, don't despise the day of small beginnings. Stick with God. 
Stay hooked up with God. Stay in fellowship with God. Seek God. Pray. Ask God what he what what he's supposed to do or what you're supposed to do with your life. Ecclesiastes 7. Here's another promise concerning your latter end. Another promise concerning your latter end. It says the end of a thing is what? The end of a thing is better than its beginning. Say that with me. The end of a thing is better than its beginning. The patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. I gave that scripture to Timothy over here. And this is what he, he in a week, you know, he's very thoughtful and he meditates on the scripture. And I says, I want you to look at that scripture. Tell me what you think about this scripture in Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 8 through 9. And this is what he said. This is what he wrote down and handed to me. The ending of something should always be better than its beginning. Through godly perseverance and consistent labor. Oh, a lot of Christians don't like that word. <laughs> good fruit will not merely remain, but shall be increased. And with patience through life's tests and trials, wisdom is attained. Then the latter end will be far greater than its beginning. The ending of something should always be better than its beginning. Through godly perseverance and consistent labor, good fruit will not merely remain, but shall be increased. And with patience through life's tests, trials, wisdom is attained. Then the latter end will be far greater than its beginnings. What, what did he talk about? Tests and trials. You mean Christians have to go through tests and trials? Yes, you got to go through tests and trials. And how you deal with those tests and trials will determine how you're blessed in the latter end. He went on, Timothy said, keeping a spirit of patience, now listen, and not of arrogance. Keeping a spirit of patience and not of arrogance as one whom is proud will allow godly insight, revelation, understanding, and discernment to complete a good work. So your enemy and my enemy concerning receiving a latter end that's better than the beginning depends upon the condition of your heart. In other words, if you're not humble, if I'm not teachable, then you're going to have a hard time in attaining revelation and insight and understanding from God. And then as a result, you're not going to be blessed. So you and I need to keep our hearts right. Keep our hearts open for reproof and correction from God. Yes, we want the ending to be better than the beginning, but you got to get through life, young people, and you're going to have storms and you're going to have tests. I don't care. Do the storms and tests and trials quit when you reach 50? How about God says, well, 65 and... Everything's going to be hunky-dory. Everything, you'll be floating on clouds, you know, sipping, you know, your Casey's Cooley cup and playing a harp. I don't know. 
No, it doesn't make any difference. Until you breathe your last breath, you're going to have to deal with tests and trials. But see, some Christians don't know how to deal with it. They have a hard time humbling themselves, saying, okay, Lord, I screwed up, I missed it. I'm going to listen now, teach me, train me, instruct me. I'm open for reproof and correction. But if you're not like that, you have an arrogant spirit, a proud spirit, and then in the end, guess what? You breathe your last breath, you're not blessed. Look at Ezekiel chapter 36. Ezekiel chapter 36. I I just firmly believe with all my heart we're coming into latter-end blessings. Your family, if you stick and stay, it will pay. Stay hooked up with the church. Stay in fellowship with God. Keep your ears in tune with heaven. You're going to be blessed. Don't grow grow weary and faint in your mind. You know what a buffalo does when a storm comes, Gunner? Huh? You You know what a buffalo does? What do cattle do when there's storms and winds? They're in their back. A buffalo, a bison will just... Turn right in to the storm. It's one of the first things I remember they told me at school. I thought, well, what's this about buffalo? Well, he's, the teacher's trying to tell us all young recruits here, face the storm. Okay, don't turn your back. Face into it. Don't run from your problem. Bury your head and think it's going to go away because it won't. Face it with God. Get a hold of the word. Declare and decree a thing. Speak to the storm just as Christ spoke to the storm. Head on. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I love the military movies, and the one out right now, 13 Hours, is, is fantastic. I watch men like that that serve our country face a storm, face a battle, get right in there and deal with it. Thank God we have men and women like that in the military. We need more men and women like that in government. Ezekiel 36, 11. Look at the scripture. It says, I will multiply upon you man and beast. He's speaking to uh, the nation of Israel. They've been in exile, and they shall increase and bear young, and I will make you inhabited as in former times. Now listen, and do better for you than at your beginnings. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. I love that scripture. God is addressing a group of exiles that have been uprooted from their land, And he's promising them a release, a return, a recovery, and a restoration. Some of you here today, you've screwed up. I won't ask you to raise your hands because every hand would probably go up. How many have ever screwed up? How many have ever sinned? How many have ever been proud and, and, you know, arrogant and, and not humbled yourself before God? Then you face the consequences of that kind of attitude. We've all been there. But God is saying to a nation, 
and, and the Jews were always, you know, resistant and rebellious to God and to God's leadership. But here God's promising them a release, a return to their homeland, a recovery, and a restoration. Basically, God is saying, I'll bring you back to where you were before your trouble started. I will do better to you than at your beginning. You'll not only make a comeback, but you'll be better than ever before. See, that's the thing most Christians fail to realize. Yes, we sin. We have 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But God wants to restore you. I don't care if you've had a failed marriage. Your health has been bad. I don't care. Maybe you've gone bankrupt. God can still restore. God can still heal. God can still bless you, but you got to keep putting one foot in front of the other and going forward and not going backward. You got to stay hooked up with God. You got to stay hooked up with the church. You need a preacher. You need a preacher that's going to upset you. You need a preacher that's going to say things that's going to make you... You need a preacher that will give you the Clint Eastwood twitch. Why? Because it's the Spirit of God and the Word of God doing a work, tweaking your attitude in your heart so you can get to a place where you humble yourself. Then you can get to that place where you reach your ladder in and you're blessed. God is a God that restores joy. God, we can, there's all kinds of scriptures. God restores joy. God restores relationships. God restores love. God will restore your strength. The Good News Bible says, I will make people and cattle increase in number. There'll be more of you than ever before, and you'll have many children. Some of us, I don't want any more children. I got rid of one kid. Now the next one. You know, the wife wants to go on an Alaskan cruise. Well, we we still got work to do. A couple years, maybe. He says, I will let you live there as you use, as I will let you live there as you used to live, and I will make you more prosperous than ever. Now, who's he saying? He's speaking to the nation of Israel. Did did the Jews rebel? (laughs) Were they disobedient? Did they give the Father God the Clint Eastwood twitch? Oh, yeah. But even in all the the sin and the muck and the mire they were in, God still forgave them. God still was compassionate. God still was merciful. So what does the Lord promise you concerning your latter end? Though your beginning was small, your latter end will increase abundantly. Do not despise the day of small beginnings. Then we said today, the end of a thing is better. Say it with me. The end of a thing is better. Once more, the end of a thing is better. I've been at this for almost 30 years, and there's some days I just thought, oh. But God says the end of a thing is better. So I'm focused on the latter end, and I will. And my family and those that stick and stay at Harvest Church will be blessed. 
Let's stand on our feet this morning.